welcome to Hell and Complicated, a supernatural fan cast. My name is Claire, and with me is Bo. Anyway, I just got out of D&D. I have only a little bit of time in between work, going to bed for work, and playing D&D. It was a very good session, though. My character is just like... My character just, like, rented a room. They're like, oh yeah, what room do you want? They're like, whichever one is best for having sex with my partners. <laughs> and then my fucking DM was like, all right, you want to be in a thruple? You're going to be in a thruple. They gonna, they're both going to tell you how much they love you. And I'm like, oh no, that's the thing I'm sensitive about. Oh, we got the room in the middle. And the, ent- the entire time the DM was like, yeah, everybody can hear you pounding from a mile away. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That sounds right. That sounds accurate. <laughs> so stupid. Um, okay, we have a limited amount of time, so let's get into the episode. So the first, oh wait, first of all, supernatural news, the CW has no fucking money. (laughs) Good. Suffer, you stupid little idiots. All that money went to fucking lube and jeans. So that's pretty much the only news that anybody is talking about. CW has no fucking money. They are not profitable. They have not been profitable since 2006. Since their inception. And some people are talking about how they put people of color on the wayside. And, like, that's why it is tanking. Because, like, originally, hmm, it's a little bit confusing. But, like, the parent company was making good money from having, like, content um, by and for people of color. And then they switched to just, like, not doing that. And they immediately tanked and have continue to tank until this day and it is also like worth mentioning that like you know they keep screwing over queer people like with like lexa is it lexa or is it clexa it's lexa lex what's i don't know remember her name is the the 100 the les the lesbians in the 100 you know what i mean because they killed her off and it was horrible and then they cast was gay and got killed off like they just keep killing off queer people or making the queer people just like so low effort and yeah like a fucking course hey you're not catering to the audience who want to pay for your shit get fucked i don't give a shit anyway (laughs) um episode seven fresh blood november 15 2007 written by sarah gamble directed by kim manners Gordon Walker escapes from prison and meets Bella, negotiating with her to find Sam, who he believes is the Antichrist. Meanwhile, Dean and Sam are ch- chase the vampire Lucy. Dean learns and captures her, trying to find the location of her nest. However, she tells him that she was in the Spider Club when she was approached by a dealer named Dixon, who offered her a new drug, which was actually vampire blood. Dean and Sam head to the club, where they see a man going to the alley with a blonde girl. When they fight with him, Gordon and Kubrick appear out of the blue and shoot them. The brothers succeed in escaping, but Gordon is captured by Dixon, who turns Gordon into a vampire. Gordon decides to ambush Sam and uses new vampire power to kill Sam on his last mission. And Sam ends up killing him in return. Oh boy. Okay, so this episode, um, I was actually watching this with Emma. Um, I actually watched um, Dream a Little Dream of Me first, then I watched the um, this one, and I don't know how to pronounce the fucking Latin. And, but I watched 10, 7, then 9, instead of watching 7, 9, then 10. Um, so, uh, I like, she walked in part of the way through, uh, I believe it was this episode, and it was so funny, because we were both like, Look, Gordon, you're a horrible person. Um, but I do respect that like 
you do believe that all monsters should die. And thus you, you're like, one last mission. <laughs> I'm a monster now, but I got to kill people. But it's also like, you know what? If you felt that strongly about it, and <clears throat> you should have just killed yourself like right then and there. Like that's, that's what would have made me respect you, you know? But instead, yeah. he's like, no, I'm a monster now. So that means I am allowed to, like, take hostages. I'm allowed to kill humans because that's what monsters do. I'm like, no, that means you were always a fucking monster, sir. You're just using this as an excuse now to do um, what the fuck you want, you know? Also, like... They had this scene where he gets all preachy um, to the the vampire, the white vampire, and it's basically trying to make it look like he's being race like vampire racist against the vampire who literally kills people. And like, I'm just like, you want the the, the black? You're trying to show a, a black human man be racist to a vampire who is actually dangerous and has actually murdered people. I, I just... Yeah, that is such a weird problem that continues to... <laughs> like, when I was in the Overwatch fandom, they had, like, robots. They were like, oh, robot racism. Robot racism isn't okay. But it's mm-hmm. like, um, they literally had a war where robots were killing people. Like, it is not a one-to-one comparison. Hello. Yeah. That... People, yeah, that, that thankfully people have started pointing out, like, hey, this is not a good fucking comparison. Stop trying to make this comparison because it does not fucking work at all. It's like so stupid. You can't, you cannot compare it to race. It is so fucking stupid to compare it to race. It's such a 2000s mindset to compare it to race. Yeah, it, it was just so, so weird. But it's also like, I really kind of wish that Gordon went out by his, like, I, I think that would have been a way to make him such a better character and such a more impactful character because like, he's still bad and he's still in the wrong, but he stuck to his guns to the end. I feel like if he had let the other guy kill him or if he had you know, killed himself after he got turned into um, a vampire, like, immediately, or after he killed the first innocent human. Like, I feel like at first, what would have made him a much more compelling character, or what what way they could have done him better as a villain, is if he got turned into a vampire, was like, listen, I know I'm a monster now, but we have to take out Sam still. He's dangerous. He's he's worse. And after that, you can kill me. It's what I deserve. I'm a vampire, even though, you know, that's not how, whatever. But if he tried and struggled and hurt someone and then was like, okay, no, I still got to go or, or something like that. Like, I feel like that, that would have been so much more, that would have been a better way to end his yeah. character, to have him go out by his own hand or his buddy's hand because he just felt that fucking strongly about it. And it would have been much more impactful on the narrative they were trying to build for Sam, too. There would have been like, Gordon isn't just a crazy person who wanted to kill him. Gordon may have been onto something, even though he obviously wasn't. Because he he was so willing to believe it that even when it was him, he still went through with it. Like, that that's how you make a good character. Yeah, like, Gordon has had a higher body count just in this episode that Sam has had up until this point, essentially. Yeah. For real, honestly. Like, 
this episode is going so hard for the Winchesters being serial killers, especially Dean. Mm-hmm. And like Sam is trying to be, and like towards the end of the episode, Sam is like, well, I'm trying to be more like you. I'm trying to be less, I'm trying to be more um, heartless and shit. I'm trying to be more ruthless. <laughs> and even then, Sam still like only kills a vampire in self-defense. Like Sam, th- like the most he's ever Wait, killed. Like he, yeah. No, that was the witch, va- the witch episode. That he was like that, I think. Well, he killed Gordon. Well, he did kill Gordon, but like they they ended that, and he's oh, like, "Oh, you're damn!" Right, you're right, you're right, and right. then then the very next episode, Ruby was like, "He needs to be more like you," and blah blah blah. Yeah, there's still a little build up to that too, because he was also like, oh, "Well, Gordon's coming after us, and he's not going to stop until we kill him, so we got to kill him first. I think that was the the witch episode, because yeah, because Dean felt a little bit bad for the witches. Or, like, one of them could be innocent. And Sam was a little bit more, no, we definitely have to kill her. Yeah, because Dean was like, well, they killed the one who was killing people. So they're more or less harmless. Should we be thanking them because they killed the witch we were going to kill? And Sam's like, no, they're still witches. We still got to kill them. He's like, damn, Sam. Really? That's that's supposed to be me that says that. And you say the opposite. And he's like, oh, so you're mad I'm agreeing with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess it is more in that episode. That episode uh, really, like, there, there wasn't too much in that episode. Like, that was a pretty well, uninteresting we'll episode. We'll yeah, just, I don't know. I don't really have much to say about these episodes other than just, like, I feel so bad for these monsters. There are so many ways they could have yeah. solved these mysteries besides just, like, murder. Like, these no. episodes are just so serial killer-y. Yeah, <laughs> like, the especially the beginning of the um seventh episode and the ninth episode because it really kind of drills in here like hey um this girl didn't even know she was a vampire and this other girl she was horrified that her friend decided to you know go off the rails and commit murder like come on like she more or less didn't really know what she was doing like with selling like kind of selling her soul to the demon more or less So, like, and it really built all of these, all of these episodes had a very human, if not literally, like, like, very human antagonist. They were people. The very last one, he was just a straight up person. There was nothing supernatural about him other than he used the um, dream route. Like, he wasn't a monster of any kind. Yeah, it's just all these episodes just like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they've been, like, kind of teasing, like, oh, is Sam really all of himself these this whole time? And, like, we know now that, yeah, he's always been himself. Yeah. But, like, Dean doesn't know at this point. And it, 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 it it's... There is one point in the last episode where Bobby is, like, did you, like, was that you, Sam? And Sam's like, yeah, it was me. He's like, was it you though was it you or your psychic powers and it's like the show is being like oh yeah i fucking forgot sam had psychic powers huh and they're trying to like imply that that's a really bad thing i'm like come on yeah and sam was like um oh yeah i forgot i had psychic powers no that wasn't my psychic powers because i forgot about them we all forgot about them <laughs> in this season we're on the writer's strike bobby don't worry about it it's fine it's all me right here I'm not going to go full boy king by the end of the season because we don't have enough time. <laughs> For real. All I have to say about this episode is everyone was very wet. Everyone was very coated in sweat 
or blood or some other fluids. Yeah. I did not like that. Lots of fluids. I really didn't have too much to say other than, like, how poorly they used Gordon. They could have used him a yeah. lot better. And, like, I don't like him, but he would have... He would have been a better character if they had done his ending better. I think that they should have, in the better purgatory season that lives in all of our brains, they absolutely Ran into Gordon? Yes! It's so obvious! It's right there! I can't believe that they didn't do that. It's right fucking there. It drives me insane whenever I think about the missed opportunities of purgatory. Like, truly... Oh my god, it makes me insane. It makes me so fucking insane whenever I think about it. Like, imagine them, like, running into Gordon. Imagine running into all the vampires they've ever killed. All the monsters. Could have been the greatest fucking hits of all of Supernatural. For real. Like, oh, God, what a missed opportunity. Anything else you wanted to, like, say about that? Any trivia we wanted to go over? Yes, trivia. Really quick. There is one single trivia, and it is Mercedes McNabb is actually the third actress on the show from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The second being Amber Benson in season two's Bloodlust, and the first being Julia Benz in season one's Faith. (laughs) That is the only trivia I got for this. (laughs) The only interesting trivia, at least. Uh, Episode nine, because we are skipping the Christmas episode, because we already covered that. Episode nine, Malleus Maleficarum. Uh, January 31st, 2008, written by The Ben Edlund, directed by Robert Singer. When the couple, Paul and Janet, arrive home for a party, Janet mysteriously loses her teeth while brushing them and dies. Dean and Sam investigate the case and find a hex bag hidden in the bathroom. They note that Paul is evasive when they ask if he has an enemy. However, when they save Paul from an evil spell, he tells them that he had an affair with a neighbor, Amanda Burns. Dean and Sam head to her house and find her dead in the middle of witchcraft paraphernalia. They soon discover that several housewives are practicing witchcraft with the Book of Shadows for self-profit. I almost said self-pleasure. I gotta get a demon involved. I can't come. Men are just that bad. Yeah, I mean, yep. (laughs) My husband sucks that much. I mean, probably. At least one of them probably wished for it. Um. When Ruby saves the life of Dean, he learns that a powerful demon is leading the housewives and he and Sam are in danger and then they kill the demon, yada, yada, yada. You know, like, someone is gonna die when, like, a straight couple actually likes each other? Yeah. Yeah. Like, truly. They were they were so sweet together and it, it was nice seeing an interracial couple, too. They normally just have the most boring, blandest, like, straight white couples. Um, It is unfortunate that he was cheating, yeah come on like come on dude also like why did you kill her it's not her fault that he didn't want to like continue cheating on her it was the 2000s john tucker must die hadn't come out yet i don't think honestly i could understand her wanting to kill him if she found out that he was just like using her dumped her um no longer wanted to be with her because you know she was a little crazy but like why attack the wife it's not it's not her fault like, come it on. It was just, I mean, it was just that era. I feel like we didn't really, like, truly, this very 2000s that we were just like, oh, you cheated on me with this person? Clearly, I must go after that person and not you who betrayed me. Yeah, it makes no sense. But yeah, but it, it's so stupid. And you're right. It's very 2000s thinking. Um, not not too much interesting happened in this episode, to be completely honest. Um they introduced a new type of demon, a very powerful demon that um, can act as a patron to witches. And again, did nothing with that. 
was never brought up yeah. again. I don't believe, like, when Rowena was big in the show that they, they referenced any specific demon that she got powers from. Because they said, oh, did you ever wonder where witches got their powers from? They make deals with demons. So you would think that demons and witches have more of a connection. But then the later seasons, it seems like they've completely forgot about that. They don't seem to make that connection with um, witches anymore. Because earlier seasons were very much, witches are just whores for demons. They say that all the time. Oh my god, they said whore so many times in these episodes. It was so obnoxious. Oh, and like, we fucking get it. Dean busted out the skank. Like, oh, okay, that's a fresh one. Like, I'm used Ugh. to bitch, I'm used to whore. Skank is a little bit... Okay. In defense of this, <laughs> I will say they at least gave Ruby some personality. Like, she wasn't just like, ooh, seductive femme fatale. Like, she actually got in a fight with Dean and Sam was like, stop arguing. I don't want to hear this. Knock it off. And, like, Sam actually stopped Ruby from, like, getting shot by Dean because she made, like, such a good argument. Like, she had person, And we found out that she was, like, a witch in her human life, which doesn't really amount to anything. But it's still, like, uh, this is, like, the most reoccurring female character we've had. The only female reoccurring character we've had besides Bella. So, like, you know, I'll fucking take what I can get. And so, like, uh, with Ruby as well, um... I was talking to Emma because Emma was watching this episode with me too. Like, I fully believe in season four or five, whichever one it was that she had her big reveal. I think it was season five that, um, or no, it was yeah. probably the end of season four actually because I don't think she was yeah. in season five. That that was just like they did not plan that. That they had something else in mind for her um, because it makes no sense. Like. It's too long of a con that she's pulling to start going against demons when she doesn't know how it's going to other demons, you know, when she doesn't know how it's going to turn out. She, this isn't a plan. Like, it does not seem like she has a master plan. Like, yeah, just fucking over other demons this early in the game when you don't know how it's actually going to affect anything makes no sense for someone whose long con is to serve the devil and bring about his rise or whatever because some demons yeah. don't believe in him but she's a true believer like that does not make sense yeah i really think they were just like um let's introduce this female character because we really need one um we don't know what her motivations are so we're just gonna make it up as we go and like the whole de war with demons this whole this whole season i haven't really seen it it's been like one-off battles with demons there's no apparent overarching plan. The um, the big demon who doesn't get a name, it's just Tammy because it's the body she stole. Um, Tammy implies that there's a demon who's trying to make some, some plans, who's trying to gain power, but nothing specifically is referenced. And nothing about what she's doing here seems to be actually actively advancing those plans. So, like, where's the demon war? Where is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the thing about season three is it is one of my favorite seasons, but it only gets by because it has such interesting episodes besides the ones we're... I mean, the ones we're talking about aren't so bad, but, like, oh, my God, the next batch of episodes I'm gonna go fucking feral for. But, like, this season has some pretty decent episodes, some, like, some of the bangers of the entire series, but it has no idea what the fuck it's doing. And... We can't fault it too much because of the writer's strike that's coming up, but like, still, come on, guys. No, I don't. 
I, I still fault it. <laughs> but yeah, they, they didn't know what they were building up to, but they were building to something. Like, yeah, they should have had a fucking plan. It is shocking that they didn't. The episode I'm actually most excited for is the next one. Yeah, uh, I don't think I have anything left to say about this episode besides Dean says that he knows what ass tastes like. And I found that very interesting considering he has confirmed ass eater. Yes. (laughs) And uh, I think that's pretty much it. This was kind of a Buffy-esque episode, in my opinion. (laughs) Mostly because Ruby hits on a woman is like, I missed you. I love you. And then I want to save you. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of Buffy-ish. Oh, wow. <laughs> the seduction. Um, all right, uh, trivia for this episode. The spellbook that Amanda is seen reading contains passages from the Lord's Prayer in Irish Gaelic. <laughs> um, Maleficus, Ma- Malus Maleficara means Hammer of the Wicked in Latin, commonly, however incorrectly, translated as Hammer of the Witches. It is the title of a 15th century treatise on witches. It is used to argue the nature and reality of witchcraft and was used in the persecution and execution of women accused of witchcraft across Europe in the 15th and 16th centuries. Let's get to the last episode, which is probably the most interesting one. Um, Episode 10, Dream a Little Dream of Me, February 7th. 7th uh 2008 written by two feet two female people written by Catherine Humphreys and Sarah Gamble uh directed by Steve Boyum <laughs> Bobby Singer is attacked in Pittsburgh and is found in a coma in his hotel room the brothers head to the hospital where the doctor explains that he does not know the cause of Bobby's coma therefore he does not know how to treat him the Winchester brothers discover that Bobby was investigating African dream root the subject of Dr. Greg's experiment who mysteriously died in a coma similar to Bobby's Dean pretends to be a detective and interviews Dr. Gregg's assistant, Maya, and a former subject that had a sleep disorder. Dean decides to call Bella to provide the African dream route to, African dream route to dream and help Bobby. The brothers drink tea and help Bobby to return, but a homicidal Sandman decides to chase them in their dreams. Oh, God, finally a Bobby episode. Thank God. <laughs> Honestly, for real, it's really cool because this is, I think this is the first episode where you get any, like, real backstory for Bobby. Yeah, you finally get his backstory about how his wife, I think, was possessed by a demon and he just didn't know how to deal with it yet. So he just had to kill her. And oh, it's sad. It's my. Yeah, he didn't know how to deal with demons. I don't I'm I'm convinced he didn't even really know what she was at the time. And he just knew that his wife was like attacking him and it wasn't actually her. I found it funny that Bobby used Sam and Dean as his emergency contact. Yeah. Imagine having that bad a choice for your emergency contact. <laughs> well, um, I just think it's really cool because, like, I mean, yeah, it's a, definitely a bad choice. But he's very well connected within the hunter community. He's he he knows Bella somewhat. Like he's had an interaction with Bella before. She implies that he saved um, her life, and that's why she's like here to like help him. When really it was just they 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 had one dealing once where he sold her some sort of item, and she was really just there for the cult, which I think that was cool. Like pulled the wool over their eyes. Like yeah, for real. They're completely like, why do you want to help? And as soon as she's like, well, he saved my life. They're completely sold. Like oh okay, yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves Bobby. Bobby is the best. Like that's that's. That's dad behavior. Well, that's kid behavior, you know? Like, that's my dad. Obviously, he's done something awesome for you, and you're so grateful. I believe that, you know? 
And this absolutely this is a very, very good Dean episode. This is the one where he screams at himself. My dad was an obsessed bastard. I didn't deserve any of that. And I don't deserve to die. And I don't deserve to go to hell. Like, this is the... And the classic, lest we forget, and the classic daddy's blunt little instrument. Exactly. That is from this scene. And, like, the best part is it's all from Dean. Dean was the first person to call himself that. I did not remember that at all. I really thought it was another demon. It did that. I totally forgot about For that. For real. Like, I was... Okay, I'd have to double check that no demon before this has said anything to him. But I'm like, holy shit, this came from Dean's own mind. Which adds credence to the <laughs> to the theory that, like... Or, I don't know if it's a theory or if it's canon. I really cannot remember. About Cass literally rebuilding Dean from, like, Adam mm-hmm. by Adam. And, like, of course Cass would know Daddy's little instrument which he uses in his confession. And just, okay, oh my God. but I think another part that also like kind of lead, like I think people gloss over this, but at the very beginning of the episode, Sam says, how could you care so little about yourself? Yeah. And I'm like, that's it. That's the premise. That's the treatise of his entire fucking personality. Everyone who exactly. loves him looking at him like, how could you care so little? How could you love yourself so little? That's one of the very first fucking things Cass says to him in different language with a slightly different meaning. But like, you don't think you deserve to be saved. This is the same exact thing that Sam is saying to him right now. And I, I really wish more people would pay attention that it's it's not just Cass that says this shit, that notices yeah. this shit. The rest of his family does too. And God, it got me... And then, fucking, it's such a, such a good episode at the end when he's he's screaming at, Bo- well, not at the end, but kind of in the middle. He's screaming at Bobby, I'm not going to let you die. You're like a father to me. Oh, this was yeah. such a good emotional episode. It was I love, I love dream episodes so much. Like, I truly can never get enough of them. They're so, like, and this is like kind of like a mild dream episode compared to some like really good ones I've seen. Like, if you want to see a really good dream episode, I recommend the one from Buffy because of course I fucking do, but it, it goes places and it's wild and it's so good. And this one is like, it does some surreal shit, but truly not very much compared to what they could have done. Granted, now we know the CW had no fucking money to pay <laughs> for a good surreal dream episode. So like, whatever. Why were fine. the episodes better when they had less money, though? I know, right? <laughs> it's so insane. It's really funny. Yeah, they like they didn't do too much. Like going in and out of the house there's different things that was pretty much it though there was nothing else that was really like cool trippy dream stuff but i always love the going into somebody's mind and seeing something that you shouldn't yeah. in their brain like that's like very good oh, that trope shit is so good it it's so so good and then um at the end sam, like sam just beat the dude to death with a bat but <laughs> called his dad who traumatized him up to beat him down and then he finished the job and I'm like that's kind of anticlimactic but okay it seemed this episode really shouldn't have had like an enemy in the first place like it really yeah. just felt phoned it like they really didn't it could have just been like oh bobby took way too much dream root now we gotta like fight to get him out of it like that really could have just been the whole episode i think it really would have been cool if it was something that wasn't necessarily dream root that like someone was fucking with it and 
you know, they weren't careful enough and they got themselves hurt. Then Bobby accidentally gets sucked in, like, is not necessarily like a sentient monster kind of like beast, like, but it's, it's something that's like a force that they can't necessarily stop that you can just like contain. And it's not necessarily something that they, like an antagonist they had to beat, like you said. That would have been a much better setup for it because having the one guy thrown in there who's just like some dude who can't dream and liked the power that he felt um, being able to control dreams and liked being able to, you know, rest for once because, you know, that our, our, our brains dream because your mind isn't completely at rest when you're asleep because it it can't be. And that's how you actually get proper rest. So it makes sense that um, not being able to dream would, would mean that you don't feel restful a lot, but like his whole character was stupid. It was really fucking stupid. Like I have known people who don't dream. They don't remember. Like, okay, I will, I will read this trivia really quick because literally the, the syndrome he mentions, Carrot, Willbrand, whatever it was, it means that you just can't remember or visualize the images from your dreams. Like you still dream. You just don't remember it. My own dad does that. Like a lot of people do that and they don't go fucking insane. Yeah. Like. I'm not exactly like that, but 90% of my dreams I don't remember. It's only, like, once every couple of months I'll wake up and I'll remember, like, a dream I've had. Most of the time. it's all, Honestly, it only ever happens when I'm very, very sleep-deprived. I, I never remember dreams if I'm getting a somewhat reasonable amount of sleep. But... <laughs> they should have just said lucid dreaming. Because people do get addicted to lucid dreaming. I am pretty sure that's an actual fact. Oh my god. Yes, they could have done- They should have done that! It was a lucid dreaming study and he just got addicted to it. That's also stupid, And even but- then, like, you're not gonna kill somebody just because they show up in your lucid dream. You're just gonna be like, yeah. oh shit, you- Hey, hi. Yeah, for real. Welcome to my twisted fantasy. Fa- <laughs> Please leave. The fact that he immediately um attacked Bobby, like- what? That didn't make sense. Yeah, it like, made no fucking sense. This enemy made no sense at all. Like, I also think it's weird. Like, can you just go around killing normal people because they, like, killed one person and won't kill again? Like, I I mean, like, obviously killing people is wrong, but the whole premise behind why they kill monsters is they can't help themselves and they have to kill. But then there's all these one-off things where it's like, well, like, the witches and, like, this guy. He has no reason to kill anyone else. Those witches already killed the witch that was, you know, murdering people. It's already taken care of. Like, was something I meant to mention in the witch episode was like, Dean was at one point like, why don't we just let this take its course? And Sam was like, no, we gotta, we gotta take care of it. It's like, no, Dean has a point. This is literally taking care of itself. Mm -hmm. Like, they're all just gonna kill each other. And then the demon has to move on to the next victim. Like, I guess... It is okay to intervene, but, like, in both of these, like, you don't have to intervene all that much. Yeah, I was also thinking, like, if the whole premise behind why they do it is, like, well, these monsters have to be stopped because they they will continue to kill again. Like, well, this guy obviously doesn't, doesn't qualify for that. So what you're doing is you're really going around enacting justice with yourself as the judge, jury, and executioner. That's what you're really doing. Yeah. Like that that's that's what you as a hunter are doing. Like and I think that needs to be acknowledged more cuz they always act like what they're doing is is a noble thing. They're putting down 
beasts, you know? That's why they use the term yeah. hunter. Because they're not killing they're not killing people, they're killing animals, kind of thing. Yeah. The yeah, this batch of episodes really just cements that these two are fucking serial yeah, they're killers. Fucking serial killers. They really are. Um pretty much all I I have a couple of notes for this episode, but they're like don't really fit it. Like, okay. One, Dean has canonically done acid. That is a fact now. <laughs> Two, there was a really good uh, exchange between Sam and Dean where uh, they were like, who would have done this? And Dean is like, crap. Sam's like, what? Dean's like, Bella. Sam's like, Bella? Crap. <laughs> I just thought that was cute. It's so good. That's such a sibling it's thing. It's so good. And it's also like good Sam writing. Yes. Uh, because it's like Sarah Gamble. Like, of course, she's going to do good Sam writing here. Um, another thing was like Dean, Sam had a, uh, God, Sam had a dirty dream about, about Bella. It's whatever. But it, it was notable to me because Sam woke up and Dean was like, who are you dreaming about? Angelina Jolie? Sam's like, no. no. Brad Pitt? Sam's like, what? No. <laughs> and Sam just acts really fucking weird around Bella. Like, okay. All right. Calm down. Keep it in your pants, bud. And one last thing is it, it just fucking annoyed me. Like, this is such a personal, like, you know, I kind of mentioned the other episode. I really love it when actors, like, say thank you and, pl- like, please thank you, excuse me, when they don't really mean to, even if it's, like, not in character. I fucking hate it when characters do something as unrealistic as lay on their bed in their full clothes instead of, you know, putting on some PJs before they take African dream route. Put on some fucking PJs. Take your shoes off. Get comfy. What are you doing? Hello? You could argue, yeah, oh, no, their leather jacket, that totally counts as armor. No, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> oh, fuck it. No. If I was going to go into an African dreamer, I'd be, we- be wearing the exact outfit I'm wearing right now, which is just leggings, a hoodie, comfy as shit. Maybe I put some shoes on. You- There's nothing they can do. Either that or they put on a full suit of armor. Like, hello? I'm, oh, my I'm God. going to be real with you. If I were to, like, you know, do, like, a dream thing in the middle of the fucking day, I would not get changed. Absolutely not. You would not for a dream for a little. I wouldn't dream? tuck myself into bed either. I would lay down on the bed just like fucking they did. Like I, I would have just sat there and be like, <sighs> like out. Like <laughs> it's not a natural sleep, and it's the middle of the goddamn day. I am not taking oh, I the effort made myself to so comfy. I would have got my sherpa blanket out and everything. No, changing would be so much fucking effort. Also, it would be like I, I don't know if I would be able to take myself seriously. If I went, you know, and got my little nightcap on, like, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to bust out your little, um, your little candle like Ebenezer Scrooge? I would, I would rib you so hard if we were supposed to go in somebody's dream using, like, an African dream kind of situation, and you showed up in full PJs. I would have been like, bitch, you want me to get you a nightcap? Yeah, fuck it. I want that. You know what? Screw you. I want to be comfy when I fight monsters. Listen, my, you know, we all have our own stupid little zombie plan. My plan is to get some jiggings, just duct tape them. I'm going to be fucking comfy, okay? (laughs) If I have to fight monsters, I want to be fucking comfy. Excuse me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's all we have to say about this episode. Yep, but I I have a I'm very excited for my AU of the week. Are we at that part yet, or do we need to do trivia? Trivia. Wow. Yeah, let me do trivia. Super good. Uh, the original premise of this episode was to feature Jeffrey Dean Morgan to return as John Winchester, appearing in Dean's dream. Morgan was too busy filming Watchmen, uh, so the writers chose to have Dean encounter himself in the dream instead, and John was brought up in conversation. Uh, two, there was some major foreshadowing of what's to co- 
this is really stupid. There's some major foreshadowing of what's to come in season 10 when Dean faces himself inside his head when his duplicate flashes the black eyes of a demon and says he can't escape it. Applying they knew that Dean was going to take on the mark of Cain. They didn't Hello? fucking know. No, you That's, fucking didn't. It's only foreshadowing if it's intentional. It really is. It's so stupid. Uh, and the last one is this. Okay, this one actually I agree with. Sam and Dean get a brief glimpse of Lisa who tells Dean about picking up Ben later. Uh, since it is later implied that stuff is coming from Dean's mind, this is a hint that Dean actually craves a quiet suburban life. He gets this briefly in the first half of season six, which is true. Dean clearly wants to get male wife so fucking bad. Yeah, he wants to get wifed up so bad. Yeah. He wants to get wifed. All right, you're AU. Okay. <laughs> okay, one last thing I did want to mention. I think Dean has encountered more versions of himself than any other character because he's encountered oh, this version. He's encountered the 2014 alternate universe version. He's encountered the Hunter's Corp version. That's at least three. I think there might be one more that I'm I'm forgetting, but he's encountered several versions of himself. Sam, I think the only version of himself he's encountered is the Hunter Corp version. Like he's encountered so many versions of himself and he always hates them hilarious yeah um emma and i were joking that like um <laughs> you know how uh you know how the um there's the would you fuck your clone question and there's all those answers and one of them is and I would. one of them is no i would not fuck my clone my self-loathing is that strong <laughs> like that's that's dean oh, he hates himself so fucking much he cannot stand to be in the room with any other version of himself anyways but so yeah. my au of the week Something that I realized um, after watching season three. So everyone knows Dean is not a dog person. I've seen many people argue that he is in fact a cat person. I would posit he is neither. Dean is a rabbit person. So the rabbit's foot in that episode, he, he made some mention about how it was sad. Like, you know, the poor rabbit. In the witch episode that we just watched, he like looked very, very sad. You know, they, they had the dead body of that rabbit. It was draining blood. And he was like, oh, poor rabbit. I don't remember what he said specifically, but he was upset by that rabbit. More so than some of the other stuff. Most of the other stuff, he's like, ugh, gross. That, that rabbit he was sad about. And then in season 11, there's that episode where he... <laughs> He loses his memory. He wakes up in the forest before, like, the heavy memory loss starts to set in. And there's a rabbit there right beside him. He picks it up. He pets it. He says something offhanded to it. Like, nothing big, but just, like, a comment. He talks to the rabbit for a moment. And then he sets it back down. Then he gets up and walks off. Like, no reason to do that. But he chose to pick up the rabbit and pet it. Like, this man likes rabbits. So my AU of the week is... At some point, they kill some witches, and there is a rabbit that's in a cage, and they're like, and Dean's like, I don't want to leave it here. Sam's like, uh, I mean, I guess. Maybe we should just set it free. Maybe they're with some other hunter or something. I don't know. And someone's like, uh, no, that is not a, like, native rabbit. You can't just let it loose. You have to do something else about it. And, like, Dean, you know, does that thing where he, like, hymns and haws, pretends he doesn't want to keep the rabbit, but he does want to keep the rabbit. And, like, it's a small, it's a smallish rabbit. It looks like normal average size for a rabbit. They don't know that it's actually a baby Flemish rabbit. And those things get the size of, like, a border collie. <laughs> oh, my God. So 
this giant rabbit and that's his pet. It's one of the really fluffy ones with the floppy ears too. He loves this rabbit. He's like one of those dads who insists that he doesn't want the animal, does not want the pet, does not like the pet. But then the moment you leave him alone, he dotes on that pet. (laughs) Sam will come into the room and see Dean on his recliner watching TV and the (laughs) the rabbit is laid back on his back in the crook of his elbow with Dean. And And he'll like look over at Sam like, what? What of it? What? You got a problem? Me and Roger here are having fun. They take the, they take Roger to the vet, and the vet's like, this is actually a female rabbit. And he's like, yeah, well, her name's Roger. I'm not changing it now. Because it's not exactly like he could change it to Jessica. That might be a little bit too upsetting <laughs> for oh, Sam. Geez. But he would, he would seriously consider naming her Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was just my AU of the week that um Sam that sorry Dean gets a uh, pet giant Flemish um rabbit or Flemish giant rabbit. Aw, that is very cute. My AU of the week was going to be more in depth, but technically I'm supposed to be asleep right now, so I got to make this fast. Um, mine is just fucking the perfect season eight where we hit, we do all the greatest fucking hits where we see all the different vampires they had to kill and all the other creatures that went to purgatory and Dean has to face all of them in his quest to find Cass. Would have loved that. Would have been so interesting. Imagine a season where the brothers were separated finally the entire season until the finale where it could have been so monumental to see them come back together. That would have been so good. Would have been very Sailor Moon. I would have loved it. Um, This is Helen Complicated, a supernatural fan cast. You can find it Helen Complicated on Tumblr and Facebook. No, yes. Helen Podcast on Twitter. Um, I'm Duplus on Tumblr, Duplus27 on Twitter, Duplus everywhere. Uh, Bo, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, No, but Misha Collins, please come on the episode and um, tell us about your dream pet rabbit. Yeah, Misha Collins, come on the podcast and tuck me into bed. Put a little kiss on my forehead. Give me a little sleepy time tea. I would love that. Thank you very much. I love you. Um, Have a good day, everybody. And carry on, baby word kids. Oh, God. Shit. You know what? I really wish Tom was here because there is a really famous bad legend of zelda fic oh about this person who uh my secret life who dr- lucid dreams <laughs> a relationship between herself and link and no. it's like all right no no shade but it is really funny and tom is so obsessed with this fic they will talk about it at the drop of that it's just this person who lucid dreamed an entire relationship an entire story with link from legend of zelda and it's like